Okay, we're back on this Monday. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Day one, of course, of Ontario's reopening. Coming up, you'll hear from Dan Kelly, President of Canadian Federation of Independent Business. We're going to get his take on the latest reopening. Dan will join us coming up just after uh, 2 o'clock, roughly a half an hour, a little more than half an hour from now. Joining us right now, though, head of the Ontario Science Table, here's Dr. Peter Uni. He joins us now. Dr. Uni, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. First off, can you tell us just exactly how are you feeling as we embark on yet another reopening? Yeah, actually, we look pretty okay right now. So, you know, we in the next uh, few days, we will see how this all goes, you know, looking at our wastewater. Right now, um, things moved into the right direction. We were on the right track. Uh, so a wastewater signal from 99 locations in the province show we continue to be on a downward trend, even relatively steep. So far, we haven't seen anything that would uh, suggest that the school reopenings were you know, dramatically negatively impacting the control of the pandemic. And now we just need to keep doing what we're doing in terms of vaccination. We're slow we need to get faster again and just need to take it slow in general and then just wait carefully until we start to see how this all unfolds with this reopening step remembering it's a big step right now so let's just not get ahead of ourselves but so far so good all right would you say that you're cautiously optimistic would that be fair yeah no no for sure and look, what we see is that the hospital occupancy goes down. That's good. We have reached the peak for ICUs. And I'm also carefully optimistic that we will see soon now or have seen already the peak for deaths. You know, that's always very tragic. And again, remember, those who die right now, unfortunately, that's either people who are very vulnerable, very old, for example, or have, have a condition, or uh, people who are not vaccinated. And uh, a lot of that will be preventable if it would be a bit in a different situation. All right, let's talk a bit more about vaccinations. What is fully vaccinated in Ontario mm -hmm. moving forward as we begin to reopen? Is that still considered, Dr. Uni, to be two shots? Look, it depends. From my perspective, you know, we have a short-term and a long-term goal. The short-term goal is right now that we try to keep things relatively slow, you know, with the spread of Omicron, meaning we would uh, really like to have quite a bit of immunity in those places that are considered high risk, such as restaurants. And there it would mean having had a third shot could uh, give you also some protection against infection and therefore transmission would be good. And the other part, of course, is that the third shot on average will decrease your risk of experiencing a serious outcome such as hospital admission, ICU admission or death fivefold. So fivefold more decrease in the risk of any of those outcomes, which is also really important and especially important for, you know, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s or 80s. So get your third third job because of that. Now, the big question is, do we want to have, you know, vaccine certificates with three doses? The window of opportunity is actually only now, you know, February, March, after that, things will have changed quite a bit, I would believe. Um, so we need to make a decision. Do we want to keep these places a bit safer? This would mean three doses for vaccine certificates. Uh, but, uh, you know, it depends. And uh, the situation is certainly less clear than when, when we looked at it in the past with Alpha or with Delta.
Okay, so if the clock is ticking on that, Dr. Uni, do you know, can we expect some sort of announcement from the Ontario government in the coming days or weeks when it comes to the definition of fully vaccinated in the province? No, I wouldn't know. Um, uh, it, it was funny this morning, uh, I, I said to, uh, to a news anchor, that I probably got a little bit on uh, Dr. Moore's nerves with me repeatedly, you know, mentioning the three doses, that would be a good idea. But, you know, it depends on very, uh, very many factors. Um, and it's not only just the science and we need to be aware of this is just right now a short term issue for the for the next perhaps six to eight weeks. This is not something longer term. Okay, and when it comes to those uh, third doses, those booster shots, we are hearing some reports that there are some concerns, Dr. Uni, that they're not exactly being fully embraced, that uh, the uptake on them is not what officials uh, were hoping. Can you give us any more information on that? Yeah, I'm not completely clear how much is still accessibility that people struggle to access third doses. Then we also have people, of course, who have experienced uh, an Omicron infection recently. Um, you know, we have probably about 20% of uh, our population who has been infected uh, since be beginning of December. So some people will wait, which is completely justified and say, okay, I only get my third dose after six to eight weeks after the infection. Um, but it may also be that that, that there are people out there who haven't understood yet that it's really important, especially for older age groups, as I said, you know, 40 and above, to get the third dose to really further decrease your risk of ending up in a hospital. This will help you and it will help our hospitals. Okay, I really want to underscore that point, if we could, Dr. Uni, because we're getting a lot of questions about that because so many people have tested positive for Omicron. If you did indeed mm -hmm. get Omicron, you don't need that third booster right away. Again, you're saying wait up until two months before considering or getting yeah. that third shot? So, you know, if you want to optimize, first of all, it's not a big deal if you get it relatively early, your symptoms are over and you just get it. That's completely okay. Probably, uh, and this is just based on lab research, you know, coming from, from, from previously, you know, with Omicron, nobody has uh, full experience yet with that. It probably makes sense to wait uh, roughly six weeks or so, six to eight weeks. Why? This means that your immune response is more mature, deeper, wider, this will help a bit. But uh, ob obviously, if you just have a slot and it's three weeks after you got infected or so, if you don't want to change the slot, it's not dramatic. You just go for the third dose. Okay, it is a day one of stage one of the reopening, but uh, let's look ahead if we can to stage two, which is uh, scheduled for February 21st. Uh, what are the conditions uh, for that for uh, moving forward? You mentioned wastewater off the top. Is that kind of the, the key indicator or are there some other things that uh, you'll be looking at? Well, it depends on who you ask, obviously, but right now we only have two early indicators. One is wastewater and the other one is, uh, is test positivity. And we need to see what happens. But I would expect that relatively soon we will have reached, you know, the the, uh, the bottom of the valley um, on our downhill race with, uh, with the wastewater signal and the same probably also with the test positivity. And then we need to see how much this increases again, whether it just stabilizes, whether it goes up. And uh, we also need to see really how much progress we made with, uh, with the vaccine rollout with third doses. All of that will play a role. We just need to be aware of that. You know, when we now start to see slowly a decrease in hospital and ICU admissions, um, we just are realizing that 
there is a time lag between what's happening, what we're doing right now with the reopening until we start to see that ICUs go up again and by how much. Therefore, we just need to take it slow. So the next step worries me actually more right now than this one. Right now, we're solid. It's good. We're in the right, in the right shape to do this reopening. But since this step is just so big, we just might need to wait a little bit longer than the three weeks. So don't get impatient right now. It's important that we don't overwhelm our healthcare system. It's all very thinly spread. And I remember, you know, compared with other places such as the US, we have a lot less ICU beds, half as many ICU beds than the US. We can't afford, you know, to get ahead of ourselves. We can't afford the caseloads that the US have. All right. You know, that answer might answer my final question, which is, are we still looking at mid-March to ease all capacity limits or is that, uh, are there too many just what ifs out there right now? I think we need to play it by year right now. You know, we, we can't say how this will look, but we're on the right track. Task at hand now, get as many third doses into people's arms as possible. You know, for those who haven't uh, an Omicron infection, it's time now. And I really hope, you know, that once that the hospitals um, have a little bit more capacity, that we also have a bit more capacity to vaccinate. But I also heard of places, you know, where people actually were waiting for people to come to get vaccinated, which I find a real missed opportunity. This third dose will help us. And for everyone above the age of 40, it will help you personally as well. It will decrease further your risk of ending up in one of our hospitals right now. All right, Dr. Uni, much appreciated. Uh, the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me again. You bet. Dr. Peter Uni, head of the Ontario Science Table, on day one of stage one of uh, Ontario's uh, reopening uh, yet again. And again, we will uh, hear from uh, Dan Kelly, get the uh, business side of this uh, story. Dan Kelly, president of Canadian Federation of Independent Business. He will join us coming up in our next hour. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.